and welcome to Pedro Pascal, the Pedro Pascal podcast, where we talk about Pedro Pascal, all self-explanatory things. If you've been yes. here or if you're new, it's pretty obvious what we do. I'm your co-host, Rachel Eichmann. And I'm your other co-host, Katrina Dennis. <laughs> With us today, our dear friend, Arzu, go ahead and tell the world who you are. I'm Arzu, I mean, I'm Arzu, I'm a friend of these two, but it's my first time here, so I'm excited about that. And what a time to bring Arzu on. Um, she <laughs> is here for one reason and one reason only, uh-huh. um, and that is for a doctor who we learned his first name today, Penn Pershing. Dr. Penn <laughs> Pershing. It's such a bad name, I'm so sorry. <gasps> Buddy, oh I love you, but the fact Penn. that your name is Penn. I was like, what are you, fucking Cal Penn? Why is oh, your name no. just Penn? Penn no. Badgley? Who else has oh, a pen? Penn Badgley? Penn and Teller? is terrible. <laughs> Dr. Pee-Pee. Um, I, <laughs> I'm over here. Katrina's over there like, oh, the abbreviation. And I'm over here going, how many people are named Penn? Because there's Penn and Teller. I'm counting Cal Penn, even though it's his last name. Penn Badgley. Who am I missing that's a pen? Penn State. That's for Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pennsylvania Pershing. <laughs> Just pen. Oh my god. That sounds like a new <laughs> a new murder mystery show in the making. Dr. Pee Pee? Pennsylvania Pershing. <laughs> All he wants to do is retire, but he keeps getting pulled back in when he runs into a new weekly they, murder. They call me Pershing. Pennsylvania Pershing. <laughs> His real name is like George, and he was like, "My name's Penn Pershing." His mom, his mom in the afterlife's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? I didn't name you Penn. I named you George. It's a good strong name, George." Uh, guys, we're talking about the Mandalorian. <laughs> we're off to a rip roll and start. Uh, we're talking about the Mandalorian season three, episode three, but it's chapter nineteen. Because the show wants to just fuck with us. Titled The Convert. Um, <laughs> Again, guys, if you're not watching the YouTube videos, you're missing a crawl, which Katrina just wrote that says, watch watch Dr. Pennsylvania Pershing every Wednesday at midnight. And I like that the only things capitalized in it are Dr. Pennsylvania Pershing. <laughs> not Wednesday or midnight. Or anything no. that would be typically capitalized. <laughs> Just that the is not fun. You know, um, I have a style. I have a style. I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to stay true to it. You know, bring some character um, to the news ticker. But Arzu is here for a reason. Uh, oh God! So Arzu, tell the people about yourself and about your love for Doctor Pershing, which is one of the reasons right. why you you asked yes. specifically to be on an episode so. of the of this for there's him two, there's two parts to this story one part involves the two of you but i'm gonna do the part before that mm-hmm. so when the first episode came out of the mandalorian i'm just like watching it and i see this man pop up and it's like this is dr pershing and i'm like oh cool that guy looks super familiar and then i look in the credits and i realize it's omid abtehi who's an iranian american actor who is like, he's been in Argo, he's been stuff like, oh, that's super cool that there's like an Iranian guy in space. And of course, he's a doctor because he didn't have another career choice. So I just tweeted this out, tagged him because I was feeling bold. And he I think this was really funny. 
So he quote tweeted this and he's like, the pressure is real. I'm going, cause you get it. Cause he's not a doctor, but he plays one on TV. I'm not even, I don't even play one on TV. So I'm a whole other level of disappointment, but I'm like, okay, cool. That was fun. What a cute little interaction. Let me keep an eye out for this guy. And then like, I don't know. You just like gravitate towards the sole crumb of representation that you get. So I'm like, this is it. He's my, he's my guy. So yeah. So I basically just kind of kept my eye on him like through the, the two seasons. And then this is where the two of you come in is we were all at Star Wars Celebration last year and he was also there as like a guest. And I was like, oh my God, he's here, whatever. And Rachel, you were like, do you want to do a meet and greet? So I was like, no, no meet and greet. It's like, it's all about him just existing in this space. So it's the last day of the con. We are on our way out, like, cause they are kicking us out. Like that's how over the con is. I'm in the, like, we're all in the courtyard. I'm acting like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And one of you was like, Arzu, your doctor is right over there. And I'm like, oh my God. And then you were like, you should go talk to him. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to bother him. It's no bother. So for those who haven't seen us standing side by side, I'm like at least half a foot taller than the two of you. And you're both dragging me across the courtyard. Like, no, you're going to go talk to him. <laughs> and you're Trina and I hand. really did. We, we were like, the the Italian and both of us popped out. We were mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to meet him? All right. And we just like, Let's go. We went and got him. We're like, this is our Zoom. Mm-hmm. It's like, I get, he's like speaking to somebody else. Like, possibly in French. There was, like, French involved. I don't remember what was happening. And then, like, I get, like, pushed forward. And I just kind of recap my feelings. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. Are you Iranian? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, Arzu. He's like, oh, you're Arzu from Twitter. Oh, my God. Here's the image of him saying you're Arzu from Twitter. Just to clarify. Yep. I, I'm very face. proud that I captured that. That's the exact moment, too. That's literally when he was saying it. And I just, like, I hit that button, like, 25 times and caught that. And, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I was like, oh, my God, what have you seen? Because my mind is not going to this joke. It's going to all the horny nonsense that's happened since. I'm like, what exactly stuck out to you? And then I remembered that that's what that was. And he's like, since you're here, I have a question. He starts asking me, like, canon questions and I'm like I love that you think I know this but of the two of us one of us has John Favreau's phone number and it's not me so like <laughs> I don't know why I'm the one being asked these things but that was like a really cool interaction so yeah so when we realized he was going to be in this season I was like I have to come on for his first episode so that we can tell that story I do need to make a note that uh Arzu has also yelled at me and Maggie a friend of the podcast in the past because she did not know that uh, Kayvon Novak was Iranian from what we do in the shadows. And so she has a trend where she will just yell at you if you don't alert her that an actor is somewhere. Because we were just watching what we do in the shadows at at New York Comic Con and you were like, you didn't tell me. We were like, I didn't know I had to alert you. You didn't tell me he was Iranian and you didn't tell me he was cute. That was my problem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were like it's a popular show we were like we tried it to just tell you to watch it it's a good show and you were like but you didn't tell me that fact okay because of the like 17 million things you guys are telling me to watch like i gotta weed it out <laughs> so let me support she, my people first, guys, and then I'll watch if there's, a, if there's a good show and you're like there's a good it's a good show with a hot actor in it you gotta let her know right now you gotta let her know Mm -hmm. out the game like that truly that is what i will watch first like of all the (laughs) prestige nonsense 
out there, and I don't mean nonsense, nonsense affectionate, out there, <laughs> the there's a reason I watched The Old Man first. Like, okay. Yeah. You, I can't believe you beat me to The Old Man because I have not yet watched The Old Man. <laughs> and I need to because it's Jeff Bridges. It's got a hottie rounding actress. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this one first. <laughs> so. But yeah, so guys. Yeah, anyway. If you need a Dr. Pershing fan, <laughs> look no further than Arthur <laughs> It was really sweet because it is uh, that Twitter interaction. Like Katrina and I did manhandle you and bring you over to him. And we were like, you're going to talk to him uh, because the entire weekend I was trying to get you to talk to him. So I was like, the fates, whoosh, um, <laughs> the fates have allowed this to happen. The, I think this is such a, a little gift for you and also made me care about him in so many ways. I am not the kind of person that typically like feels bad for former Empire employees, but I, I like felt bad for him in this episode. I was like this poor man who was like, I just wanted to do some experiments. Like, it's like now... <laughs> working a desk job it's one thing when we have these characters we're like i care about them because i like them for xyz reason but there's like nothing to support that and then they're like actually here's a whole backstory and you're like see i was right to care even though you didn't know that was coming (laughs) i knew i knew that he was gonna be so sad about not being able to do cloning experiments and then get betrayed i knew the dynamic was too good you guys um I really, I, we'll get to that in a second, but like it was, it was nice to see him expanded upon because if you're a Star Wars fan, you're used to falling in love with characters who get like one or two stories every 10 years, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it was cool to see him come back so quickly. And like such a substantial role too. Cause like the first few seasons, he's just kind of like in the second season, he's a hologram. He's not even really there. Oh no, wait, I forgot about the finale. He's also in the finale, but like, He's barely in the second season. He's just kind of like there to tell them what's going on. And in the first season, Mm -hmm. he's like in the background. And then now they're like, what if we dedicate this entire episode to this man and his sad life? And I'm just like, why don't we do that? We should do that. And then he gets the Will Byers treatment by the end of it. Yeah. They call it a mind frayer. I'm sorry. All I thought about was fucking Stranger Things and D&D. Every time they called that thing its name, I was like, it's the mind flare. Um, I was like, that makes perfect I know, sense because I've heard of a mind flare. But then I'm like, wait, but not. I haven't heard it here though. I, think, <laughs> I heard I it in Stranger Things. Were, what they meant was it was a mind fryer, but they said frayer. But then I'm like, that sounds like mind flayer. Which is the were they not thing saying mind flayer the whole time? I think they said frayer, like F R A Y. No, okay, I heard mind flayer. I'm like, I don't know. You're probably right because mind flayer is something else. But I'm like, okay, it's a mind flare. That's fine. Listen, whatever. What I we were wrong because the fucking the New Republic rebranded it. <laughs> but I think the New Republic are huge Stranger Things fans. They just they rebranded. Um, okay, so the episode does have Din in it briefly. He's in it. So we start the episode pretty much where the last one ended, where Din is like knocked the fuck out. I do love this the beginning of this episode because it's like din jarn maybe is dead <laughs> bogotan's having a crisis of identity and then grogu's like yo you good <laughs> like hey dad dad you good because he's just laying there because she didn't take off his helmet to like give him cpr or anything so Din could be just dead um 
he's not. He coughs. He's like, bleh, 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 bleh. I'm okay. And I like that when he's trying to sit up, Grogu's just like walking right behind him. He's like, I helped. I helped him sit up. You good, dude? Yeah. Grogu's like, Grogu doesn't have much to do in this episode, but he's pretty, he's like, he's a mood, as the kids say. Because he's like, yo, you good, dad? Uh, through the whole beginning part <laughs> when Din is maybe dead. And then what happens right after, you know, Bokatan's like, maybe everything I thought was a lie isn't. And my whole life is a lie. And now I have to re-examine everything. Um, because she's just like, crisis mode. Um, they go, they get in her ship. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of fighters are after them. And I still don't understand why. Din says something to Bo, but I like missed what it was. And I was like, I don't know why these fucking planes are, the planes. I don't know why these fighters are here. And then so much happened. I never went back and thought about it. So do either of you know why the fighters are there? Because I don't, I don't. I have a big theory. Ooh, let's hear it. I feel like Moff Gideon is like behind everything, like behind the whole Pershing side of things. But also he's like, we need to take these two out once and for all because they're just going to toss that dark saber back and forth and it's never going to come back this way so he's like what if i just took out bo katan and her house just to be safe so he sent the tie fighters because he knows I'm that the two of them that. are hanging out that's I'm what down i with that i'm sure some man on the internet's like they, they said this i don't care what they said i watched it at 7 30 in the morning you think i fucking remember there were a bunch of fighters all of a sudden uh when i rewatch, like, like <laughs> both thinks it's a warlord before some guy comes in here both thinks it's a warlord but then didn't point out that it's too many for a warlord so it's yeah. not a warlord. We're gonna put that away. There we go. See, I, I, I knew, I know something. Yeah, I know that right. it wasn't clear. So they like emerge again. Din maybe has brain damage. He was. We don't know how long he was not breathing before anyone checked on him. He's in a tin can, not breathing. No one cares. <laughs> He's just laying on the ground. But they go. They're in the thing. Bo's like, oh, I need you to shoot them in the back. She basically makes him do what Finn does in when him and Ray are trying to escape in the Falcon. Okay. Yeah, but when they're in the Falcon, they're like that's basically what Bogdan tells him to do. She's like, go shoot in the back, and he's like, okay. And he like walks back there. But Grogu, again, is a mood because he's like, N- you know what? I'm good. And he just like shuts himself in his little thing and sits there. <laughs> he's force sensitive. And he went, nah, I'm just going to sit what in my little. He's like, I'm going to sit in my little egg. You guys can figure it out. Let me know when I'm safe. Then it's I'll my turn out. for a nap. Yeah, he's like, all right, you guys are in the middle of some stuff. If I were uh, a baby, I, I would use the excuse of being a baby. All the time. He's 50. He's like 55 now. He's like 55. He's a 55-year-old baby. Um, yeah. He I just love him. Also, I'm so sorry for R5. R5 <laughs> fallen. He was like and just like did it like three times. And no one helped him. They were like we have more important things to be worrying about than you. Our um, needs to retire somewhere quiet and grassy. <laughs> Something just it's like a farm funny. upstate. No, you said that, and I I instantly thought about Luke's like hiding place, and I'm like, you can't be making him go there. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's like, like I gotta do with, it with the fish nuns. The fish nuns somewhere like Naboo, somewhere flat and grassy. <laughs> 
Oh, so he's going to he's going to Lake Cuomo there we in go. Italy. So Din does another hot thing because listen, Din is all about doing hot things this season. So far, nothing has topped him stopping that chair from spinning around in the first episode. That was extremely hot, but this is a close second because he's like. All right, get me to my ship. Uh, get me to the Naboo and one fighter, and then I can go ahead and like I'll help. Like we'll have two ships fighting these guys versus just like the one ship. He jumps out midair. Like she does. Bokadon's like I can't slow down. You gotta just jump. Which I at first I was like what, and then I was like wait, he has a fucking jetpack. Like he's fine. No matter what, he's fine. Jumps down and like slides into this position that is not like it's like a superhero landing. But, like, if it was a dance move. Right. If that makes sense. Because he, like, spins out of it and then lands. Makes sense. Which is, he's making, he's spending too much time looking cool. When you got to get in the plane and then go, the the plane. I said a plane again. (laughs) I called it a plane again. Um, (laughs) The, he got to get in his ship and go. They take out some of these fighters. Him and Bo were like, look at us. We did it. Until a fucking sea of them show up destroy the uh, Bokatan's castle that she was living in with just the robot. Oh, did the robot die? Probably. He had such a sad life. No one else was there. I mean, R5 blew up and R5 is fine now. So maybe the robot's fine. I hope so. He's like shelter so. under like a bubble of rock and he's just going to dig himself out while Bo's off dealing with the cult. Yeah, I hope um, he's fine because I do feel bad. I, I, on this podcast, I did say like Bokatan like, was just sitting. She had a blanket, but she didn't have any books or anything. I don't know what she was doing with her free time sitting on her throne. So, like, in theory, she didn't lose much because she wasn't doing anything in that house. She just had a blanket. But I do feel bad for that droid. I will remember you. This is the second time in two nights I've sang Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You on this podcast. The first one was uh, If Ashley Didn't Delete Them Yet... She didn't. Uh, was I sang them for this for The Last of Us? <laughs> mm-hmm. I sang them for the images of The Last of Us. Yeah, that's what I said twice and back to back nights. I was saying Sarah McLaughlin. All this to say that like Din is like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna hyper. I know a safe place. First of all, I love you, Din Jaren, but you're a fucking sneaky little bitch. I know a safe <laughs> place. I'm gonna jump us to the safe. The safe place is your cult. You were like, I just want to go tell them I did it. Meanwhile, there's a million right? things going on. He just what? wants the approval. He wants the he wants to be told he's a good boy. That's what it is. Which listen, on the one hand, I do get it because I'm a person that yeah. if I text you, you don't instantly respond to me. I, you both have been the recipients of my I think you hate me texts where I'm like, <laughs> I give you five minutes and I'm like, Do you hate me? Like what happened? Like, what did I do wrong? So I think like he has a bit of that where he's like, they hate me because I, I wasn't redeemed. They hated me. I need to go home. I need to go. I need to go and prove to them I did it. I brought the water. So he was like, I know a safe place where I go and to be redeemed. That's a safe place. Which, sure, Din. Sure. Go to the crew of Mandalorians who don't like you. No matter what, they don't, don't like that. you. They don't like him. Don't tell him. He doesn't know. He's got to learn how it works eventually. Yeah. Because he's my himbo. He's dumb as rock. Yeah. They don't like him even when he was redeemed. They were like, I don't, I don't like you. I don't like your nonsense. But he's still, whatever. Din is, is like, I got a safe place. Hyper speed jump to this place. And then we go. 
to the tried and the true town we all know and love Coruscant. And so Arzu, if you would like, I'm passing the baton over and you can talk about what happens with Dr. Pershing. Okay, so this is the bulk of the episode. Dr. Pershing is even a talk at what I thought might be the Opera House from Revenge of the Sith, but I'm not like 100% sure. Because Coruscant's big, maybe they have more than one Opera House. Um, Those stairs, though, they looked like the Opera House from Revenge of the Sith, though. It like it felt intentional, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna say it was intentional. Um, so he's giving this talk to everybody about like what his deal was and this whole rehabilitation program, which was all it was giving Alphabet Squadron. I loved it, but and then he like starts talking about his mom and how she mm-hmm. died of preventable disease and how he's like, if we could just clone body parts, then that wouldn't have happened. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And then. He's like on his way out and everybody's like, oh my God, the New Republic must love that you're here because you're such a like valuable member of society and your work is really helping people. And it's not because they won't let him do his work because he's doing the data entry. That was which is the every, crazy part about it. Yeah. Like every graduate student's nightmare is you get your fancy degree and now you're doing data entry. That scene had the worst people I've ever met in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Sorry to like the literal Nazis, but those, those... <laughs> people who were like we stay out of politics i'm like you guys well the former regime was fascist um so crazy thing to say (laughs) that we stay out they weren't even a hundred percent sure who was still in power (laughs) because one of the guys was like the empire and his his wife's like no honey it's the new republic now i'm like oh my god (laughs) There was a war. It was giving Hunger Games where like <laughs> the District 1 or the Capitol people are like, I just go to the party. Like, that's what it was giving. And I was and like, I guess like, I never thought about how Coruscant and places like that would exist during the Empire. Like, would there be people who are like, I'm fine. Like, I didn't, never thought about it. And then I saw them and I was like, oh, these people suck. They're yeah, bad. It was like the... The, like, one guy who's like, oh, I would have enlisted, but, like, bone spurs or whatever. Like, he and his wife's like, <laughs> that's the same guy who didn't know which regime was in power. So, like, he's really not winning any awards today. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> so, yeah. It's fun. I mean, like, it's show. It's meant to show, I guess, and you guys know this, that, that it's, like, you know, new war, same people. There are folks who are just so rich that they're never, ever affected by anything that happens to, like, mm-hmm. the rest of the galaxy. And, uh, it's a reminder that even though the Empire's gone, these people will still continue to live. It's like the yeah. the thing where like he's coming out like, oh my God, your story, it was so inspiring. It was so inspiring. It's like the people who they'll see somebody talk about it, personal tragedy. They're like, I can't imagine. It's like, well, you can, you can imagine. You don't want to. Cause you're like, well, this yeah. is never going to happen to me. So yeah. It's not great. I did not care for that. Oh, I mean, like I get I why mean, it was there. I didn't but... mean to pull up that picture, but it's it's valid because it's that kind of personal <laughs> tragedy. My hand hit the thing, and I was like, "Why is Joel loved?" And they're like, "Oh no, th- your loss was so inspiring." And I'm like, "This is mom." Yeah, and I that part I was like, "Oh, they want us to relate to him," and oh no, I'm going to like that was real. Where I was like, "Oh, but like it is such a kind of." a bait and switch that's not the right wording for it but it is one of those things where you're like oh cool like so he's doing something good with his work versus you know trying to kill grogu no it's not the case 
So I was Best like, like that was sort of what I'd suspected initially, like in season one, when Din comes in to get Grogu and he's like, no, don't hurt him. Cause he just assumes Din's there to shoot him. And he's like, don't hurt him. Like he's a child. And he's like, oh, he's here for Grogu. So then he starts explaining like, no, if I hadn't done what I did, he would have been dead. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone- okay. So clearly he's like here because they gave him grant money or whatever. Like he doesn't actually believe in the ethics of the empire. It's just, this is, this is the government and this is where he can, he can do his work. And then they like double down on that. They're like, yeah, he got into it for the right reasons. And then they just kind of started using the tech for less good reasons. And the empire doesn't really care whether or not you agree. So. Mm-hmm. And well, and it, it's reflected later too, the his mentality for it, because mm-hmm. just to jump ahead slightly and then we can go back when he is talking about all the data that they're destroying, he's like, some of this technology is like, you can use it for good though. Like you can, you can change what you use this for and it could be used for good. And they were like, no, it's Imperial. Get rid of it. Um, Which shows the mentality of like, he was using his stuff for good. The empire was the ones that were using it for bad. And now the new Republic is just like flipping 180 and going the entire opposite direction versus seeing some of the stuff that's good and being like well we can we can use this for this instead it's like the like the whole mess of the new republic is them kind of like you said taking this whole 180 and being like well we're going to completely do away with all of this stuff meanwhile the fascism is still brewing the first order is still rising and they're like well we've got none of this we don't have like they're decommissioning alliance stuff which means what it means by the time we get to the resistance they don't have old ships they don't have old tech they don't have old weapons mm-hmm. they got nothing and they have to scramble and patch stuff together while the first order is like we've got all this fancy stuff like they, they got all they the fancy stuff that the it. new republic fucking put in junkyards and it is weird that they did it when we know like moff gideon is still out there and escaped like, apparently like, yeah, they're just like <laughs> destroying things where it's like people there are still troopers and there are still people who are like, no, the empire was right. And you're getting rid of the things that could help you fight the small bits of the empire that are still in existence. Make it make sense. No wonder you guys fucking failed and the resistance like, happened. Like no wonder. The, the fact that Carson Teva is like walking around the outer rim, like patrolling it by himself and like trying to get everybody to sign on with the new Republic. But clearly there are a lot of like, planets that are still not part of the new republic Mm -hmm. where do they think like where do they think their affiliation is who do they think is running these places there's no twitter they can't tweet out they can't tweet out like hey guys empire's dead new republic's in what are they gonna do send send a little voice memo they're gonna send one guy in his x-wing to tell everybody in person apparently because that's what seems to be happening i I wish it was an x-wing but like the planes that have the messages like with the banner so it was like yeah (laughs) it was like New Republic in, Empire out, tell your friends. And he just like flew by every <laughs> Hashtag New Republic. And then the one guy who was alone was like, I didn't see the message. And they're like, well, it said tell your friends and you don't have. You missed it. It's going to be the Paul Revere of the New Republic. <laughs> Paul Revere. <laughs> you get, you, there's only one guy who can do it. Yeah, they have all this technology, but no means of mass communication. Unless you're Fiona Shaw, then you can leave a giant. Why didn't um, Leia record a couple of those and just send those around? I get, I, I don't know. Listen, they like no fucking. These are questions we can't solve right now. <laughs> no fucking reason that the the New Republic fell, failed because you had one person who had a brain cell, and that would be Leia, and she can't do everything. And no one else had brain cells. They 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 all shared a collective half of one because they'd be like, well, how are we supposed to tell everybody? 
we're all in one area. I don't know. What if you all spread out and then you all do? Like, I don't, someone just use a brain and let people know because this is chaotic. The beginning part of this episode or like this section of the episode where he's like talking about his cloning stuff does lead to like the priorities of the New Republic are fucking wild because they established a whole system for basically, for lack of a better way of describing it, decommissioning imperial officers and like people who work for the empire and putting them through all these systems. And yet you didn't tell the rest of the galaxy that the empire is dead, but you have made up this whole fucking system with like different programs in it for people. Here's my other problem with that program. I like it in theory because I'm like, okay, like the people up at the top, the moths, the whatever, like 100% did it on purpose. And then there are people who like wanted the dental plan. They wanted to save their mom. Like it was a government job. Like those people, they're like, mm-hmm. those people can go through this rehabilitation program. I'm like, okay, cool. I like this in theory, but we've got them living in college dorms in one place. So all they're doing is talking about what they used to do. Yeah, you, like, you're not letting them use their names anymore so they've got like stormtrooper numbers so we're dehumanizing them too and like they're all doing entry-level work there's like they can't leave a certain area i'm like well we're lucky pershing is super chill because like anybody would crack under that and they're like and i can't even, believe they cracked like i can and not even letting them do what they are were good at like why couldn't they have been told pershing like hey you can't do cloning stuff like that's against the rules but like if you want a mini a mobile lab to like work on other things you can but if we find out you're working on cloning stuff we'll we'll take it away like you can't do that you can find different medical solutions like i'm sure he'd be like that's that's a fair solution okay but instead they're like nope he's an entire doctor you can't tell me there are people that like don't need like a pediatrician like he's a doctor like don't let him clone but like he can stitch people up or whatever yeah or like i don't know maybe the amnesty program should have like different places based on your specialty so like if you were in charge of like a ship driving i can't a pilot jesus christ if you were like (laughs) (laughs) if you (laughs) drive at least you didn't call it plane driving listen i've said this so many times but the other day i forgot what pets were called so like that's where my brain's at like i said those cats and dogs that live with you um (laughs) and then i was like pets i'm looking for pets what they should do is the amnesty program hey new republic here's a free idea the amnesty program should be based on like your specialty from when you were in the empire. Like granted, yes, you're going to have to work your way back up. You're not going to get the same position that you had because you were a fucking, you were part of a fascist regime. Even if you were doing it for like, I needed Whatever. to survive. There yeah. are people who did it, but they did, they broke it from the inside to be a rebel and they got a pass. So like you could have done some more. And also Pershing, I love you, buddy. However, you were still mm. part of it after it had fully died. So, like, you do deserve to be in, like, the bottom. Because <laughs> it was dead and he was like, I'm holding on, cloning. So, I'm like, eh, you kind of deserve to be at the bottom. Sure, give him the entry level gig. That's fine. But, but yeah, like- entry for doctors. Like, that's the thing. Is like, it should be, like, entry for your specialty. What does a doctor have to do with fucking data entry? Nothing. And then he's talking to the like- fucking girl from Ant-Man. 
She has a name. The, Aliyah. Yeah, it's Aliyah. Oh. Katie O'Brien is her name. Yeah, there um, we go. She's great. She seems cool as shit. Um, yeah. Um, I think I think it was interesting how like last season people were just losing their minds over her and now this season we've got her like in full. I think it's really cool to show it shows, I think, the power of fandom. Uh mm-hmm. What yeah, we can do. yeah. An active role. She's doing some fun stuff. Everyone's thirsting turned into an active role for Katie O'Brien because I I remember very clearly everyone was like, "Who the fuck is that? Who is the hot? Who who's the hottie working with Moff <laughs> And then they went like, "Oh, here you go. She is and now a she's master manipulator." First of all, I love that the Empire had fucking biscotti cookies. <laughs> they got they had biscottis on the fucking as part of their food what are they american airlines uh, i was gonna say it's like the airline cookies they give you every time i'm on american airlines i'm like give me like three of those i'm flying american airlines to london i'm gonna i'll you'll you'll see me arzu and i will just have a bunch of fucking biscoff cookies just be like i got them i'll <laughs> i'll buy the packaging though of the empire cookies and be like i got them it's sweet until you think about it for too much. Their whole little friend group. Because Pershing obviously goes back to like his dorm. And all these people are like, come have a drink with us, Betty. And they're sitting there and they're talking about like what they miss from the old days. And I'm like, the old days of fascism. Just a reminder that the old days. This is what happens when you make them fashionable. all live in the same apartment complex. They got like, nothing else to talk about. If this you is why I couldn't... move them all like around the city, then he's talking to his neighbors about like recipes or a hollow net drama. He, he's or asking whatever. for some sugar. Yeah. He's like, like yeah, like he's not talking about I miss my empire issued Biscoff cookies. Like he's talking about his new life and we're not dwelling yeah. on all this. Or I don't know. Maybe if you want to do the amnesty program and do it well, have a fucking human being talking to them and not the droids. Because a human being would be like, well, you pause, so clearly something's up. What's going on? A droid's like, okay. It's like talking to automated customer service. Yeah. Like, oh, that's like, great. Okay, you you paused, but then you said you said you were fine. So have a good day. Again, no one is using a brain cell. No one. They got rid of the fascism. Yay! And then they said, "Well, now what?" And no one has thought past that. And I would understand if this show took place like Return of the Jedi happened. They let everyone know, and the show took place within the next like six months to a year. It has been like five years at this point because it was two years between Mando and the second season and now. And it was like a couple, a year or two, I it think. It was five years first... when the show started, so it's been even longer. So it's been like almost a decade. And these motherfuckers are like, I don't know, it's got, who's in charge? Do we have anyone? No? Nah. Just put them over there. Just let them sit over there. So like for for seven years at minimum, Moff Gideon was like, I'm still playing Empire. And now they got like, all of his subordinates living in the same building. Which Pershing points out. Pershing is like, I didn't think I'd see another Moff Gideon. Like, this man th- wants to move to a different part uh, of town. 
and not he, talk to any Imperials ever again. He's like, make let me be fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. Put me in a goddamn cave somewhere with a with a medical station, and I'll just be the town doctor. Which honestly Do- does beg the question: Why they just don't do that? Like, why don't they do that? Here's my thinking. I'm I'm using half a brain cell to think like the rebels. <laughs> I think. They probably thought, well, we can't let them all go on their own. Who's going to con- make sure that they don't continue the ways of the Empire wherever they go? So we can't just put them somewhere by themselves. That would be bad. Instead, let's put them where we can monitor them. And then they didn't think anything further. We're like, if you put them all in one spot, they all can work together versus like one person on fucking Tatooine isn't gonna do much damage versus like a whole little colony of former Imperial officers all hanging out together. It's like the breakfast club on Imperial steroids. They put all the troublemakers in the same room. (laughs) They really did. And they said L52, B49. This It sounds like bingo. Like when they're like saying their names, I'm like, bingo. And the way he's just introducing them with these codes with like a straight fucking face. He's like, this is M32 or whatever. And he's just like introducing them that way. And I'm like, do you, you hear this, right? Like you hear what you're saying. Which, listen, we made fun of, and we made fun it was more when, when they decided we weren't going to get it as a relationship. We made fun of it because I remember the days where Storm Pilot, me, I love Storm Pilot. Still, fans were still like, going strong. Oh my God, he gave his, I meant more of like when we had hope that the movies would let them smooch. Right. We were like, oh my God, he gave him his name. But when you sit and think about it, Poe really said, I'm not calling you a bunch of numbers. Your name sounds like Finn. That's what I'm going to call you. Didn't ask. Uh, but Finn went with it. This is kind of that, but like if I was a stormtrooper and I came out of being called a bunch of numbers and then I went into what was considered an amnesty program and I'm supposed to be a better person now, your numbers are, I'd be like, why the fuck am I a number? Again, I would like a name. My name is Gregory. If they're like, like no, but if they're like, you can't use your imperial name, whatever, it's like, fine. My name's not George. Now it's Pennsylvania. Like, you just pick a different name. <laughs> That's why his name is Penn. Because they That's were like, you can Penn. keep Pershing, but you can't keep George. It's like, okay, fine. Like, Pennsylvania. Just, if you can't What's keep Pennsylvania? your name, you change your name, but use a name. It's, like you said, it's dehumanizing. So it's like, the entire situation doesn't make any sense because it's like i would be fully on board if they were if they fucking became rebels because the new republic is doing basically what the empire did to them except they're masquerading it as this is for the betterment no in what which is exactly what the empire does yeah you're just they took the model of the empire and they're just like again rebranding it they're just doing what the empire did and rebranding it so it's like again no fucking it's not a shock that you guys failed like, it, it's not I, shocking. I feel like it's intentional the way they shot this. Because, like, later mm-hmm. in the episode when Elia and Pershing go on, like, their little outing to the carnival and they see the mountain. And she's like, you know, it's not that different here than it was in my academy days. They just took away all the, what they call, she called the cogs, like the imperial insignia yeah, yeah, so they so. yeah so they finish that conversation. And then as we're transitioning to the next shot, we get the shot of the skyscraper with the rebel insignia draped over it. Like this Mm -hmm. massive rebel flag. And I'm not here to be like the rebels are equal to the empire. Not at all. Like obviously they are not fascists. It's a better approach. A lot of their cosmetic rebrand 
is like it's drawing a lot of inspiration from the wrong place yeah as as good it, as the like intention is because i do think they have the right intention which is it's just 70 percent of what you need but the 30 percent of you making a new society should be you know reinstating a democracy maybe not doing the same shit the empire did in terms like, of like See what went wrong before and don't do that. And part of it was like hitting people over the head with it, which. Why? Yeah. Why does it need to be on there? We know what building it is. Like, I I know I sound like wildly anti rebel. That's not the case. The new (laughs) republic is great, but like. Yeah. No. Listen. Love the rebels. I have I rebel on my arm. I'm a, I'm a rebel girl. I don't like the empire at all. I've never really gotten like the only one that I was like, okay, it was Anakin. And then he went bad. And I was like, no, I'm good, man. Don't like the empire it is just this episode is so shockingly like oh they're bad at this (laughs) with how they're approaching it and maybe it's just coruscant but like it doesn't make any goddamn sense like it it does not make sense what they're trying to do because all it's going to do is create animosity in these people which but it does it with pershing because he's just that good a person um (laughs) he's like this is fine this is fine (sighs) Well, because like you said, so they go to this carnival because Elia, which they're still just calling each other numbers and they don't introduce their names until like the end of the episode, which I was like, that's nuts. Um, They are like flirting with each other and they're like, oh yeah, well, like we used to work together, but now look at us, we're good people. We're a good person. And they like go to the carnival, there's ice cream. She gets him in trouble with a robot and he's like, oh, the robot almost shot me because I tried to touch a rock. And it's all leading to her kind of like, putting an idea in his mind of you should you should start doing your cloning stuff again which i don't know you're a doctor my guy you couldn't figure out like hey it's weird she's pushing the cloning shit and not just telling me like what if you adapted and tried to just ask them for a a lab so you could do some medical stuff not cloning just like mess around and do some testing that is all what like if he stopped and thought about it for too long he'd be like she's really pushing me doing something that's illegal that feels weird she's i feel like she's putting like the right kind of pressure on him because if they both worked for gideon like she's like oh we never met there but like that's not to say she didn't know who he was Mm -hmm. and like whenever we see him prior to this episode he's wearing he's not wearing like an imperial uniform he's wearing a kaminoan one so i'm like this guy's a clone fanboy. Like, if he, like, I, I initially thought, I'm like, oh, he worked on Camino and that's why he's got the uniform. Camino's not there. So he's not working on Camino, but he's probably working like under that program. So mm-hmm. that's not only his specialty, that's like his thing. That's like, he is nerdy about one thing and it's cloning. So he was probably like halfway there already with like reflecting on it in his TED talk and all of that. So all she kind of had to do was push and be like, that thing you were talking about that you seem super into you want to do that again and he's like i don't know do i like Im- immediately like anything she's saying is in one ear and out the other because he's already like there he's like halfway yeah. there already it's just if he stopped and thought about it i think he could maybe be like oh this is a little weird like yeah i do want to do that but why is she pushing me to do it? like but he, i think he's also too like girl talking to me oh what do you what, what, what does well, this mean part girl of the thing talking too. to me it's like when people aren't usually nice to you or friendly with you and suddenly they are, they're like, oh my God, I'm getting attention. Like, <laughs> clearly this is fine and you're not like willing to examine that any further. So that might be part of his problem. But then they go to the graveyard, the graveyard, Jesus Christ, they go to a junkyard, um, trying to get him a lab. 
which has a fun little train chase sequence with some droids. And it all leads to like him getting the lab and then being betrayed almost instantly um, and going to jail. Like, I can't believe this man was shocked when they take him into the little reconditioning room with the mind flare mm-hmm. princess bride life sucking machine when they take him in there. And like prior to that, when they're like, Dr. Pershing, you're under arrest. And she just kind of picks up the lab and walks away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you should have seen her alternate report coming. You should have gotten your thing on the record, like in the cop car. What did you think? And he was like, she's going to, she's going to take care of me. No, she's not. She wasn't under arrest. I don't like, they never once called her name. Like if, first of all, if she was working with them, she would have been like, make this look convincing, but didn't like, I don't know why she thought he's not going to question this later, except that she fried his Maybe brain, she so knew he can't question it later. Dumb, he's um, dumb as fraud. Like, he needed to get his side of the story in way before he tried. And I'm like, you had time to do that, I assume. Unless they knocked him out right away. Did they? They might have. No, he, I mean, they had to travel back. So he was in a car at some point where he could have been like, hey, guys, like, here's the deal. And, like, they might not have believed him, but, like, they could have at least it was like he said it. So they then later, if they find something out, they, they could can be check like, the- well, he did say that she did like, but no, which then like he gets mind frayed or whatever the fuck it is. And then it cuts to Din. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, remember we're on the Mandalorian. Here they are. This is where they jump to. And they jumped to a cult. So we went from, oh, maybe I'm in a rehabilitation facility a on Coruscant to a cult. No, that's just how I would feel. Like, I, I'd just be like, if I were in Bo-Katan's shoes at this point, I'd be like, well, here I am. Here I am. <laughs> I'm now in a cult. Yeah, that I'm was. A, I'm in a cult now, I guess. That was my favorite. First I'm of all, I love that no one believed Din. He showed up. <laughs> and I knew it was going to happen. He was like, I'm redeemed. <laughs> and Bo goes, I watched it happen. And everyone other than the armorer was like, Why the fuck am yeah. I supposed to believe that? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I don't know that you did that. And then I truly wish the water did nothing, but he was like, I brought you water. Because it, it was giving me the like, I brought you frankincense. I brought you myrrh. Murder. Like it like was that TikTok? <laughs> like that's what it was giving me. Like when they were like, oh, am I supposed to believe you? It was so weird, but also like Paz Vizsla basically being like, I don't fucking care what you what you think. I did say calm down, John Favreau, like out loud, because he was popping off when Din showed back up. And I was like, We get it, you don't like him. Relax. Like we're aware that you don't like him. But he went out of his way to almost die four fucking times so that he could be like redeemed. But I do like that fucking Bogdan just like goes, yeah, sure, this is the way. <laughs> because they're like, did you take your helmet off? Yeah. No. You're in the cult. What if that's how cults worked? They're like, have you been in a room with a Bible? You're in the cult. Yeah. I was like, it's just, it was in it was a hotel. You're in the cult. I feel yeah. like there are some cults that work that way. Like this very <laughs> so we're loose, all technically in we're in cults. This very like loose in a hotel. sort of standard. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, you met the standard," and she's like, "I was trying to save his dumb ass, but okay." Yeah. And like, nope, it's fine. Did you take off You're your helmet? I didn't really now. have time. Did you take off your helmet? No, I didn't have time. Fighters were attacking us. My first gut reaction wasn't "Let's go." I like it was like, like the armor sounds. Go. 
She sounds so happy. She's like, well, did you take off your helmet? No. Then you can live as one of us. And Bo's like, I wasn't trying to live as one of you. <laughs> she doesn't say anything. And that's where I like, I knew that was going to happen. She does not say anything. She says, oh, I was, I'm not a children of the watch. Um, and then that's when the armor is like, well, did you bathe in the water? She's like, yeah. She's like, did you take your helmet off? No. Okay. Well, like that means you can do it. And then Bokadon doesn't say anything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that bitch is questioning shit. Because she would, or Bokatan from before would have been like, no, I'm not part of your cult. And now she's silent. I have a happen. feeling it's because she got nowhere else to go. They just blew up her house. Yep. And she's like, <laughs> my ship's here. <laughs> they got food. They got a bed. I need to plot a way to ride that mythosaur. So I'm just going to sit yeah, here. Exactly. Plot here. Here's- steal that dark saber and go. Mm-hmm. She's like, but if I antagonize them now, I'll have nowhere to go. That's what I'm hoping is happening. But yeah. And so the episode ends with, you know, a bunch of fucking Mandalorians going, this is the way. And Bo-Katan just being like, okay. Mm-hmm. Guess I'm in the cult now. This one was the most separated of because like for most of the time we are at least with Din for the majority of the episode. So like even when we have these side stories, it's still majorly like Din and Grogu's journey. And this was one of the first ones where I was like, I straight up forgot that Din and Bo were doing anything. I was on fucking Coruscant. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, right, yeah, right. Where did you guys jump to? They cut back to them. I'm like, right. This is about Din. This show's about Din. <laughs> right. This is, not, this is not it Dr. Is Pennsylvania Pershing. No, yeah, not, not Dr. Pennsylvania Pershing. If no Disney, <laughs> if you try and sell Dr. Pennsylvania Pershing, and don't give us the money. Dr. Pennsylvania version every Wednesday. You cannot take Dr. PP from us. You can't do it. He's ours now. Sorry. Yeah, Dr. PP belongs to Padro Pascal. <gasps> Dr. PP belongs to PP. We're okay. having a late night, folks. Real anyway, guys, night. it's everyone's favorite time of the week. Uh, real quick, uh, before I do that, before I have, I'll drink this while you guys say overall thoughts did you guys like this episode yes <laughs> yes they they made it for me it was it was my episode so i was happy with it as our episode i also liked it i thought it was really fun and interesting to kind of see that perspective and made me care about dr pp but now it is time for everyone's favorite segment of the show <clears throat> arzu gets to hear me sing this in real time <laughs> stash 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 The stash on everybody's lips is gonna be Petros. Welcome to Stash of the Week, where we pick our favorite mustaches of Pedro Pascal's. But in honor of Arzu being here and this episode of The Mandalorian, we'll be doing two sections of PP mustaches. Um... (laughs) I don't like that. I don't like it either, but I said it. One for Pennsylvania Pershing and one for Petro Pascal. Um, so let's do Pershing first because obviously this is a Pershing episode. Um, I picked this was an honorary mention just because we were all there. But my actual pick um is when he is flirting with Elia and looking cute and like Harry Potter. Arzu. 
Why don't you tell the people about yours, which is this one. I picked this one because I love this scene because he's basically walking through this terminal doing his best John Ralphio, like, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. This is all that was going through my head the whole time. So be suspicious. So that's why I picked this one. Uh, And Katrina. Um, Mine, of course, uh, is also that same costume when they're doing their little jaunt through uh, Coruscant. He's having a real Blade Runner moment here, uh, and I'm proud mm-hmm. of him. Yeah, it really was Blade Runner. Diving into Pedro's ashes, um, mm-hmm. I picked this beautiful little pick from the Oscars, uh, from his hairstylish slash groomer Courtney's Instagram post. I love it so much. He looks so happy. Um, and I love he's he's rocking the hot priest look. Real happy yeah. for him and the hot priest. Uh, Arzu, you, you went. You do, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. This is a Courtney fan zone. Um, Arzu, you went Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I was actually looking for a, st- a still from the show where he's in this outfit because the scruff in this mm-hmm. look was really working for me. I couldn't find it, but he did post this on Instagram a couple hours ago. I'm like, this is even better because it's just such it's- a cute moment. And it's the same look. So that's why I went with this one. It's so cute. I love it so much. Um, And Katrina, you went an oldie but a goodie. A wonderful look. Speaking of um, uh, talented stylists, he just looks so good in pink. And this was a good good facial hair moment. Uh, Just great all around. Adorable curls. We love to see it. Yes, we do. Um, And so now... Arzu, tell the people where they can find you. Best place to find me is Twitter at Arzu. I mean, probably screaming about Dr. Pershing, if not screaming about any of my other nonsense. Uh, I'm Arzu D2 on every other platform if you want to find me there. So, oh my God, what are they called? Instagram, Tumblr, Hive, should the Twitter ship go down. <laughs> so yeah, best place to find me is there. Geeky Waffle collider mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. katrina tell the people where they can find you you can find me anywhere on the internet if you look for oh katrina that's o-h-c-a-t-r-i-n-a i am getting back to streaming on my twitch channel and my youtube channel so if you feel like watching me go for it uh i will be dropping <laughs> uh schedules on my socials uh over the next go couple of weeks it. <laughs> um and I'm going to PAX East next week. So if you're there, come say hello. You can follow me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter, at Rachel underscore Leishman on Instagram, my work at the Mary Sue and Collider. Um, if you're going to Star Wars Celebration, hit me and Candace up because we still have to worry. We're, we were going to message you, Arzu. Candace and I are talking about maybe doing a geeky waffle slash uh, Padro meetup at some point mm-hmm. during Celebration. So that works for me. I will if also you guys be there. Are going? Yeah. That wasn't towards Arzu to like, if you're there, I know Arzu's going to be there, but if other people who are listening are going to be there, let us know. Um, make sure to yeah. like, yes, make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe, tweet at us, tell Pedro Pascal, did you listen? Um, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.